Hi, this is Ken Rose from Outtakes and Fresh Starts on Substack. This week's episode is an excerpt from The Neural Mystic, a book that I'm writing based on courses that I have taught at the college level and on embodied philosophy, an online yoga and alternative spirituality platform. The Neural Mystic, The Brain, Meditation, Happiness, and Transcendence, excerpt four, final part of chapter one. Are you concentrated? When we begin to meditate, our minds often wander in countless directions. That's why we need to train our concentration muscles. Before we start training our meditation capacity or meditation muscles, however, it's helpful to know our skill level in controlling attention or concentration. So let's test ourselves. Observe your mental stream for one minute and jot down a word or name for each mental event that occurs during that time. Add them up. How many events occurred in that minute? The higher the number, the less concentrated you are, and the less happy and the more stressed you might be. How do we know that? A wandering mind is an unhappy mind. A famous 2010 study published by Matthew A. Killingsworth and Daniel T. Gilbert in Science claimed that a wandering mind is an unhappy mind. They found that, although our minds are programmed to function in a stimulus-independent manner, the greater the rate of mind-wandering, the less subjectively happy we feel. A later study agreed that mind-wandering, which is connected with greater activity, in the brain's default mode network, or the DMN, is linked to feelings of unhappiness. This study also indicated that parts of the DMN, the medial prefrontal and posterior cingulate cortices, are less active in experienced meditators. A more recent study suggests that reduced mind-wandering is evidence of skill in meditation. This means that a measure of sustained practice in meditation is the degree to which a meditator's mind stops wandering, especially when meditating. Still another study suggests that controlling mind-wandering increases happiness. But a few caveats are in order. A follow-up study to Killingsworth and Gilbert's study agreed that mind-wandering correlates to negative moods, while finding that mind-wandering is associated with positive moods when the mind is off-task but engaged in interesting or engaging themes. A later meta-study of studies on the link between the default mode network and negative mental states concludes that no claim about the connection between mind-wandering and unhappiness, negative mood, and depression is valid unconditionally. A concentrated mind is a happy mind. So, while a wandering mind may or may not be an unhappy mind, it seems clear that a concentrated mind is a happy mind. And without some degree of concentration, there can be no sustained meditation. But what can we do about our wandering minds? Yoga and meditation as a cure for mind wandering. Yoga's ultimate purpose is to focus the mind expand our awareness, and open the inner door to deeper spirituality and genuine happiness. This is the meaning of the word yoga as classically and famously defined in the second sutra in the Yoga Sutra. Yoga is the cessation of mental movements. Concentration, opening the mystical door. 
The most basic practice of yoga is the cultivation of concentration or focused attention. Yoga is the ancient practice of deeply concentrating the mind so that we can directly see and realize our true nature. Concentration is the inner door to liberative insight. Yoga, contemplation, and meditation are concentration practices that set into action a mental and biological process leading from everyday awareness to non-dual union with being, the divine, in the whole of life. The yoga tradition has developed countless systems to help us attain this condition of blended concentration and unitive insight. But more about all of this in upcoming chapters. So let's end this chapter with a meditation. This is the script. I will just read it right now. You can listen to it again, or you can look at the post on Substack and uh, adapt this to your own meditation uh, practice. Calm down with a few long breaths. Focus on the breath and return to the breath whenever your attention wavers. As you become more absorbed in the breath, notice that your body is not merely a physical lump or a machine, but an always changing self-weaving tapestry of sensations and electrical charges. Become aware of the radiant and empty background from which this tapestry of events arises. Rest in that self-emptying and world-manifesting radiance. Before I go, I'd like to suggest a reading uh, that goes along with this first chapter of The Neural Mystic. Um, a book that is still worth reading is a classic and still influential um, book by William James, uh, The Varieties of Religious Experience, A Study in Human Nature, which was published in New York in 1902. Particularly relevant for our topic are Lectures 1, 16, and 17. The book's in the public domain and is widely available, and there is a link in the, uh, in the, in the post at Substack. Until next week, then, Ken Rose from Fresh uh, Starts, from Outtakes and Fresh Starts on Substack.